Okay, now we're connecting. You're live? Live, 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 live? Okay. Want your timer down there? You're listening to azradio.live's production of our Multisport Mojo podcast featuring Steve Harper and Captain Kurt Taylor. You can hear the Multisport Mojo wherever you get your podcasts. And now without any further ado, here's Steve Harper and Kurt Taylor. Hey! Yo, yo. A little, uh, that's live broadcasting. Hey, welcome. Uh, oh my gosh, I just lost. Wow, this is, uh, all right, hang on. We just lost our... Uh, Boy, this is a this is a snafu day. We just, <laughs> as soon as you were ready to go, I lost mine. Hey, welcome to all you triathletes, swimmers, riders, and runners, newbies, and ten timers, eight hour finishers, or sixteen hour survivors. We're age group or gurus doing the homework, gathering the insights, answering the questions to make you faster, fitter, and fresher in triathlon training, and especially on race day. I'm your host, Steve Harper. With Multisport Mojo and TryGearGuru.com. That's T-R-I-GearGuru.com. And alongside me is my good buddy, Ironman certified coach, Kirk Taylor. Hey. How's it going? Awesome. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Well, now that we're rolling, yeah, uh, we have had a, a new setup. We've got a new setup in here. People can see our, our uh, that we're not stuck behind a mic. I'm like, I was like this for all our podcasts. It was the big black knock that we're in. Hey, remember to like us on our Facebook page at Multisport Mojo, all one word, where you can weigh in and ask questions and we'll answer them in an upcoming podcast. Follow us on Twitter at hashtag Multisport Mojo and go on to trygearguru.com. That's T-R-I gear, guru.com for more content, insights, and great prices on everything triathlon and multisport. Hey, we'd also like to thank our sponsors, Try Hard Triathlon Coaching, specializing in getting you across the finish line in your first triathlon and beyond. Contact TryHard on their Facebook page at TryHard, T-R-I, TryHard Coaching. AZRadio.live, right behind me, your home for independent music artists. Discover them here and promote the betterment of your community. Big Mike's Recording Studio, headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona. Need to record an album, broadcast a radio show, polish up your blogs, Facebook Live feed, or even record a podcast. Contact Big Mike's Recording Studio at AZRadio.live and get all the polish of a professional recording studio at a price that fits your startup budget. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah. It's another Thursday and, and we're rolling. You have, you have big stuff going on. So we're squeezing this in today. It's a beautiful Thursday. It's a beautiful Thursday. It's sunny. We've had some rain, cooler temperatures. Be a great day for a bike ride. <laughs> a great day. We got a run in this morning. Yeah. We got a, we yeah. got an end uh, in our times or even though we haven't got a race coming up, our times are shrinking and that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway decent pace this morning, I guess, you know, yeah, yeah. for yeah. a couple of middle-aged pace. guys. Oh man. Yeah. Conversational. Mm-hmm. We're not, uh, we're not, we're not, because we're not training, uh, training for anything. We're just, that's the operative word. Fed. Races will come. Hey, listen today, speaking of races, uh, we're talking about athlete briefings and, uh, and we have athlete briefings in all kinds of races. It happens typically the day before a race. If, uh, if you've got a triathlon or a marathon or, or just about any multi-sport race coming up, uh, one of the things that will be on your calendar is the athlete briefing. So uh, a lot of questions on what is an athlete briefing, who gives it, what does it cover, who should attend, 
Have you found them helpful? And have you not gone to one and wish you <laughs> and wish you did? Uh, we've, I, I, hopefully, we don't all have those stories, but I know I've got one. You've probably got one. Uh, so let's talk about athlete briefings, Coach. Um, uh, what's an athlete briefing? Uh, give, give us an uh, give us an Ironman athlete briefing because you've uh, you've give, you've done coach clinics right before the athlete briefing. Give us an yeah. athlete briefing. Uh, the athlete briefing is a meeting that they have. They like to say that they're mandatory. They uh, the the dirty little secret is they are not actually mandatory. Although I would say it's a good thing to go um, because you're going to find out what's going on on the course, uh, things to be aware of. For race day, they're going to give you last-minute instructions and details, uh, all really valuable information. Um, You'll have the race director or somebody appointed by the race director to kind of go through, uh, you know, what the swim course is going to look like, where you're going to start, where you're coming out, the transition, going to talk about setting up in the morning. Again, reiterate the, the times that you need to adhere to when you've got to be in transition when you've got to be ready to get in the water just really kind of an overview of the entire day in in fairly uh minute detail yeah right you know it's it's okay this is the time for this this is your cutoff here and this is how we're doing the start and it's waves or age groups or whatever the case may be you get all that detail uh from from start to finish uh and Typically, there are opportunities then as well for the athletes to ask questions. You know, if, if somebody has a question about, oh, what about my special needs bag or what about this or that? And, you know, it's especially helpful if it's your first time, you absolutely don't want to miss the athlete briefing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if it's my 10th time? Uh, again, what if, what if let me let me let me clarify. What if it's what if I'm what if I've done multiple uh, triathlons, mm-hmm. half yeah. distance, full distance, sprints, sure. at, and try and uh, and I've done a lot of race days, but it's my first time at this course. Again, great idea to go to the athlete briefing, yeah, because there will be information that is specific to that course or that day. Just because it's an Ironman branded race does not necessarily mean that all of the factors and the schedule and the starts are going to be the same. From one race to another and obviously we know that the course is not going to be the same and so yeah. there are certain you know details about regarding the course yeah that you're going to want to know yeah yeah now if if uh if you've done the same course obviously you know say you've done the same course five or six times and you know what's going on and you know what the day is going to look like all right maybe you don't want to sit there for a 90 minute athlete briefing you know or you don't want to spend an hour of your day, uh, before the race. But, you know, I mean, look, you got to take your bike to transition anyway. So, uh, if, if you've got the time definitely can be worthwhile to, to take that briefing in. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, this is my, when I get to race week, uh, I've got a pretty, uh, OCD way that I approach my schedule and the day before is all geared around attending one of the athlete briefings, attending an athlete briefing and then racking my bike or racking my bike and going to an athlete briefing. I, I want to make sure that I know on the schedule and, and for any race that you're doing your race, uh, the, the schedule of events is going to be posted. So, uh, for an Ironman branded triathlon event, that schedule is, is, is in minute detail and they won't just have one athlete briefing. They'll have multiple athlete briefings. If it's a 
If it's a half Ironman distance, it'll be the day before the race. If it's a full Ironman distance, they'll start a couple of days before the race and have athlete briefings a couple of days as people roll into town. In fact, for a full, I've I've gone twice. Uh, when I when I did Santa Rosa, I went twice. At that on the half distances, I typically like to go once. Uh, but uh, you never know what you're going to hear, even if you've done a course. I know we've done St. George, the St. George half Ironman multiple times. Yeah. And the last time that we did it, uh, weather was rolling in, and uh, and we thought, well, this would be good to go to, even though there's a hitch. Ah, oh, we got stuff to do. We want to go rest. We've got the bike rack. We've got transition set. Let's just go back and kick our feet up. I don't want to stand uh, or try and find a shady spot for an hour and listen to things that I already know. And I, I think that could be further from the truth. I think that's the best hour spent, aside from racking your bike and getting transition and getting some rest that you can spend that day. Case in point, when we were at the St. George, the last St. George race that we did, weather was rolling in and we went to the athlete briefing and they... Uh, they made a bit of an announcement. As we were in transition racking the bikes, we noticed going in and out that the road had just been uh, repaved and they had a new chip seal on it. And we were commenting, oh man, this is, this is crazy. It, it almost looked like shards of glass had been strewn along the first five, six, seven miles coming out of transition on the bike. And we were, we were headed to the athlete briefing talking amongst ourselves, you and I and another buddy that was with us, Scott, saying, boy, if they don't address this in the athlete briefing, we're asking about it because there's this is trouble. Sure enough, uh, we got through the swim portion of the athlete briefing, and as soon as they got into the bike portion, he, the race director said, okay, listen, uh, we know if you've been out to transition, uh, we know you've got some questions. The, uh, the race course... Uh, has a new chip seal on it. And we're aware of that. There was a thing with the city and it kind of went through an explanation of, of what was going on. And, uh, and they said, here's what we've, here's what we've got planned. Uh, and here's what we want you to do about it. We're going to have extra support on the race because we know that there are going to be a lot of flat tires. Now with that came an audible gasp, you know, in the crowd of everyone that was there, more flat tires. Oh, geez, great. I'm coming at it. You get on the bike and in the, in the first 10, 15, half an hour, I'm going to have a flat. So now I got to be prepared. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so he's, he's saying you want to bring extra tires. You want to bring extra CO2. If you don't need them, great, but you may need them. And we'll have extra support on the course coming out uh, to help uh, as many racers as we can uh, help change their tires. And I'm, and so with that, I, I know that we, we, we hadn't racked our bikes yet, or I think we'd gone out to the course and seen it. And then we took our bikes over to a bike shop and got fresh tires put on um, and made sure everything was in tip top condition, took our bikes out and racked them. Sure enough, race morning, what did we see? Uh, as we rolled out of the swim course onto the bike, the first five, seven miles, it seemed like every hundred yards or so there was somebody down with a flat tire. Yeah, I do remember, um, putting new tires on the bike now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good, you know, and I I don't know if that saved me from getting a flat or not. You didn't flat out, right? I didn't flat out. No, me neither. But I had I had two tubes, I had two yeah. tubes on me. I had right. two tubes taped yeah. to the front of my bike. I had extra CO2. <laughs> I mean, I was I was loaded for bear just because now if we had I took gone a to dozen it. just to sell them. <laughs> 
Needed two. If we, that's, I think that's a really good reason or a good case in point in why you should go to a, an athlete briefing. Because if we, sure, we certainly would have known the, the road was in bad shape, but we wouldn't have, I think, gone to the extent of understanding how prepared the race was and then they understood as well. Right. And, you know, so that's a perfect example. Uh, you could have done this race and even that very same course multiple times. Right. But there was something new specific yeah. to that year. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, tell me what you think of this. We're at Oceanside for the half Ironman in Oceanside. And they tell us that at, I think it's at mile 30 something, there's a descent. And at the descent, uh, we're, we will, it's a, it's a pretty steep descent. Uh, the descent is lined. It's on, it's on the edge of a canyon. We don't want anybody going off the canyon because in the past, somebody has gone off the road into the canyon. You don't, you don't want to be that guy, right? So, so in preparation for that, this is what they tell us at the athlete briefing. We have lined the curve, the curvy descent with mattresses. Oh, okay. To which my wife says, you're what? And they say, so when you, when you come to the top of the hill, we will, have, we will give you three or four chances with staff who are telling you, slow down, slow down, slow down. We'll have right. the road marked, slow down. We'll have flashing lights that say, slow down. You have to get, I think it was 10 or 15 miles an hour that they, you had to then take the descent so nobody died. Boy. Now, if, if I hadn't got, now I know there were guys that hadn't gone to the athlete briefing because yeah. I would get up to the top. And, and by the way, this came with a DQ. If you didn't uh, get down to 10 or 15 miles an hour, they had radar, they were checking it. If you didn't get under that, it would flash and they would DQ you. You could finish the race, but no time, right? Wow. So there were guys <laughs> flying past me. And I'm thinking, dude, you did not huh. go to the athlete briefing. You did not go. Wow. And you could you could negotiate that corner at a, at a pretty good clip, but... You know, now, there didn't were they publicize that in an email or something? Yeah, they did. They yeah. did. But if you hadn't, you know, if you hadn't paid attention or if, or if you hadn't gone to the briefing and you didn't know, and it's a race that I had done a number of times, and they'd finally just said, okay, enough. Somebody's going to die. Wow. I mean, I, I think that's an extreme case. Mattresses. But certainly, holy cow, you know? Huh. Another good. Here's another good reason. I don't remember seeing mattresses. <laughs> here's one. Here's. But I've only done the race <laughs> once. So we were, I was I think in, I went uh, by them too fast. <laughs> To even notice them. I was in, uh, I did the Boulder half last summer and, uh, and I'd just come off doing Santa Rosa the full of the week before we got to, uh, we got out to uh, Boulder. It was like an hour drive. We racked the bikes. We, we started at the athlete briefing and I was beat. Yeah. I was beat tired. And we, we had a long drive back and I said, uh, I said, you know, I got this. I got this. I made, I, th I made, I made an error that I should not have made. And I know better, right? I'm the guy giving advice. I said, I got this. Uh, race day comes, we get out of the water, we get on the bike, and the bike is a bit of a wonkier course than I'd anticipated. We thought it was an, a loop and then an out and a back. And it turns out it was a couple of loops. And as we got to the end of one loop, they were funneling people right and funneling people left. And I, and I, had an, I, I remember clear. <laughs> Like distinctly thinking, oh, I should have gone to the athlete briefing. If I'd have gone to the athlete briefing, I'd know if I have one more loop to make or if I can hook the right. So I take it, I make the other loop, but I don't know if it's two loops. I don't know if it's three loops. And I am screaming at the top of my lungs. Do I turn? 
do I go? I'm on two. Is it three? And uh, and the guy was like, ah, there's you know, always one of these, right? Oh my gosh, there's always one of these. I was these. that guy. I was totally that guy in I every was race. Totally that guy. And I hooked the right, and I thought, uh huh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what? This could be. Uh, I could come in a record time. Get <laughs> oh. into the course, but it turned out that I did, and uh, and I kicked myself, thinking, all right, I I always say never to miss the athlete briefing. The one time that I do. I get myself in trouble. Luckily, I didn't get myself in trouble. Trouble, but it's too bad me, I missed that. Tell me you've got. I'd love to retell that story. <laughs> tell, tell me you've got one of those stories. Tell me you've got an athlete briefing that you. You know, I'm mean, giving your experience at an athlete briefing. We've done a few of them together. I mean, typically you're wanting to, I, this guy. When we get to the Q and A portion of the athlete briefing, this guy will try and stir the pot. No. For sure. No. Oh, yes. No, uh, no. I've got a question. I've got I, a question. No, no. Can I have a, a can I have a motorized bike or not? Yeah. No. yeah. no. But that would be a question you would stir the pot with. Well, I just want to know if special needs bags are only for people with special needs. Oh, stop. So listen. Um, it's a fair enough question. That's a shout out to my buddy Scott who's watching. You'll know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you after. Hey, so so um Do so, I have an experience with an yeah, I mean, a, with an athlete briefing? With an athlete briefing. Oh, gee. I Do you I, like going to them? I, I Do you well, like going to the athlete briefings? I, so I guess I'm going to have to confess. I um I think I remember going to one athlete briefing. So I started doing Ironman full Ironman in uh 2006. Uh it was either 2005 or 6. Maybe it was Whenever the very first Ironman Arizona was, that was it. That was my very first one. And uh, I, I think there's a good possibility I went to that athlete briefing. I don't remember it uh, very clearly because my mind was so uh, just freaked out. Of, yeah. You know, yeah. well, because I kind of had this idea that th that day, race day, would be my last day on this planet. So, um, you know, that tends to get you all discombobulated mentally. So I really don't even remember that athlete briefing. There's a possibility I went to the one the next year, did the same race, probably by year three. Actually, I probably didn't go uh, second year because I didn't even train second year. You know, I, I, I think I had done a long bike of about 25 miles. That was the extent of my training. It was pathetic uh, and I suffered. It was a, a wonderful day of suffering. Uh, third year probably didn't go. So I, I really don't recall... Uh, By I, the time I'm, you got to year three, you'd, you'd, you yeah. got this in the bag. Athlete briefing was an option. For yeah, you. they had changed the course a little bit, you know, from one yep. year to the next. Yep. But it's still 26.2 miles that you have to run, and they're still going to have an aid station every mile. All right, well, there wasn't really too much else to worry about other than that. Um, I, the, the, the one experience that I do remember from an athlete briefing was – um, you say this with a smile. I'm, I'm wondering. This was at um, this was at St. George. Uh, it was the St. George half. Okay. And um, it was right after I received the Ironman certified coach uh, recognition after I'd completed the course and became Ironman certified coach. So I was on the panel. Right. Okay. I was the certified coach up there with the race director fielding questions right, right. from the athletes. And um, so the question is, hey, should I max out my tire pressure the day before, the night before, um, you know, 
and, and let my bike sit out there at the reservoir in the sun? Or should I leave it a little bit under <laughs> maximum pressure? I remember this now. Yeah. And then fill it the next morning. And I said, well, you know, personally, I tend to leave mine just maybe a little hair short because I don't want my bike uh, tube popping in the heat. Okay. It gets hot out there. It's in the, it's broad daylight in the sun all day long, baking on the asphalt uh, and, and tires do pop. And I, so that was, that was my thought. And then the race director, he seemed to have a better idea and the rest of the audience seemed to have a better idea. Oh no, you should, you should max out your tire pressure or something. It just turned into this really embarrassing moment. And I've never done another athlete briefing since then because I, I just don't need to be embarrassed in front of I, it. Racing is already embarrassing enough for me when I come across the finish line as a big, fat, hairy guy. Um, you know, so to be embarrassed again in front of everybody like that is just, um, I can't take it. So well, I think listen, that was my very last listen, athlete I, briefing, quite I, frankly. I, listen, I remember being at that and thinking when I heard your answer to the question thinking, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, right. I think it, de and I think that's another reason why you go to athlete briefings because every race is different. And even if it's the same race, the conditions are different or sure. the setup might be different or, yeah. or there may be some nuance that's different. The, you know, the, uh, the pot of gold at the end of that rainbow was, you know, there were a hundred athletes that came up to me the next day after the race and said, thank you so much. Right. I did not, my bike tire did not pop. And they knew other I'm, guys that popped. Right. I'm sure they, because it was hot. It was. I'm day. lying. I didn't get thanked by anybody, oh, but no. I'm sure oh, in their no. minds they were Jeez. thinking, oh, thank that coach, that goofball coach that had no idea what he was talking about. Thank goodness he had one decent thing to say because my tube didn't pop. Well, that was really good. I, I'm imagining this, that that happened at some <laughs> point. Well, I, I, I really like going to athlete briefings. And I we've talked about yeah. you know, all of these stories, but I, I really, it, there hasn't been an athlete briefing that I've gone to where I walked away thinking it was a waste of time or I already knew all of that because there's the detail that they go into very slowly. And it's not just, I would also say it's not just for first timers. I know that they encourage all of the first timers to go to the athlete briefing because yeah. you will be in the mix. You'll be around other athletes. You're hearing it right from the source, the race director who knows it inside and out, who knows, but you never know. We were at Oceanside uh, a couple of years ago, and they'd switched up the swim entry. The year, now, the swim entry was in the same place, but they in previous years, the race had been done in waves by your time. And, uh, and you were slotted in, and, and it, if, your, if your wave wasn't up, even though the race had started and the pros were off and swimming, if your wave wasn't up, you could kind of hang out and chill outside of transition. You could find your family, and you could chat. And he said, be careful, tomorrow morning will not be like this. Wherever you want to get in, you get in. Just get in and go, you know? And it will be a continual, oh. it'll, we'll just continue to throw people in. We won't have you go out there, wait, and then hit the gun and shoot you, and have you go out there and sit and wait and shoot you. you we're mm. just gonna roll you right into the water. Well, mm. that was, that, that made a big difference because it was, hey, it was telling family to come at a different time, it was preparing, and transitioned differently, knowing that I didn't have an extra half an hour, 45 minutes. I needed to be ready to go when I came in. All of that was really, really good information. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Sure. Yeah. Just a, a, a self-seating. Yeah. Hey, listen, we got a couple of questions in. Uh, here's the first one. Best piece 
of race day advice you've heard at an athlete briefing? Don't fill your tube all the way <laughs> when your bike is sitting in the hot sun on the asphalt the day before the race. That was almost a softball. Okay. <laughs> How about you? I think... Uh, Probably the same answer, I'm uh, guessing, uh, right? Uh, it would, it would, no. What, this, what, this crowd, no. How do you answer that? Answer. I think the best piece of advice, honestly, was the Oceanside race. I mean, it, I had read a little bit about the race that they'd had a casualty. I don't, I honestly, I don't know if somebody died. Maybe that's urban legend. I don't know. But I, I knew that the first year that I'd gotten to that part of the ascent and then the descent, the descent, you know, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, was a sweeping curve. And there was, you know, if you, if you were came in too hot and you shot it, there really was nothing. It wasn't like an easy down. It was, it's a Canyon out there. So when they said, hey, listen, we're going to have people slowing you down. It's going to be a DQ. I, I, I don't know. They were all, I, I think every time I go to an athlete briefing, there is a nugget that's important that I think, ah, you know, okay, good. Now I know. Anytime there is the potential for a lawsuit for a fatality, <laughs> they're going to take that seriously in yeah. the athlete briefing. <laughs> for sure. But in all seriousness, the, um, I, I, you know, now that I'm kind of thinking about, it, I think one of my favorite, I don't know if it's the best, but I think one of my favorite pieces of advice or counsel or just something for the athletes to consider that you hear at an athlete briefing. And this is, this is pretty general. This is, this has nothing to do with the course or anything, but it is to be aware and conscientious of the fellow athletes. Mm. Yeah, every now and then there's a spaz who wants to run over you on the swim. But that reminder to be conscientious of the other athletes, I mean, unless you're going all out and you sleep in a hyperbolic tent because you want to qualify for Kona, hey, no no offense to the guys who sleep in tents. But for the rest of, you know, the other 99% of the mortals out there, it's really good advice. Be aware of each other. Be conscientious. Be a be a good citizen. Be a good person. You know, um, you don't have to run over people. You don't have to elbow them, or yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. The triathlon community, and I've heard this over and over again on race day. The triathlon community comes out to help one another when when something goes sideways. Which, I think which so. In, in other race formats, I don't know if you see that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's been a long time since, I mean, it's been years since I've done a full Ironman, but my experience uh, doing a full every time is that you can you will find people on the course who are, are there to support you and, and in turn you yeah. support, you just support each other, Yeah, you know, and that's really noticeable too once you get down to the last part of it and you're out there on the run and mm -hmm. you find somebody that you can run with for a little while. Yeah. So yeah. that... That um, thought to me, I think, is probably my favorite piece of Just advice. Just the mindset, aside from anything technical. Yeah, be nice, advice, be nice, mindset. be courteous, be a be a courteous athlete. Yeah, I know? think one of the nice things I hear, I'm starting to hear at athlete briefings is is that, and I like this, say thank you to the staffers. Every oh yeah, totally, see, say, absolutely. Say thank you, audibly yep. say thank you, yes. and, and do it all day long. Uh huh. Yep. I think yep. that's great advice. All right, uh, last, that, that that one's tied for my. Too, yeah. <laughs> Last question before we wrap up. Can you ask a question at an athlete briefing? 
Well, I think we answered that question. <laughs> well, and so the, this question um, made me think of one. We've got a buddy, Scott. Uh, we uh, we did St. George. I don't know. This is when we did it four or five years ago, and it might have been his first time uh, doing the St. George Half Ironman. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he wasn't very confident in his swimming, and this was going to be his first. Or what? It, aside from a couple of times in training where we'd thrown the wetsuits on and jumped out in open water, this was going to be his first open water swim. And the 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 um, the 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 stories of Ironman swims had gotten to him, and I don't I don't want to say they'd gotten to him or gotten in his head, but they were certainly in his head about being swum over, being drowned, being not being drowned literally, but it's a it's a washing machine, and especially at the start. And so he had started to train with a with a swim snorkel, you know, the mm-hmm. kind that goes straight yeah. up over the right. foot of your head. Yep. Yep. And had brought it and uh, had a medical release for it. But we got to the athlete briefing and any questions, and he said, "Yeah, I've got a, I've got a swim snorkel, and I want it. Do you have a Do you have a medical release? I do. Okay, make sure you bring it, and we'll have you noted. And stuff, you know, for him, it was a, it gave him an opportunity to sleep at, <laughs> at night, knowing, okay, they, I, you know, the the one big concern I have, they've answered. We got to the course in the morning. He went over and checked. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, here it is. You're good to go. And uh, I mean, I, it was one of the times when there was a real question that really mattered to this guy, and it gave him a huge peace of mind. Yeah. You know. I, now I I couldn't tell you definitively, but if anybody's wondering about the snorkel, I don't think you necessarily need a medical release to use a snorkel. It's you just will not be able to receive an official qualifying spot for Kona. Okay, you still are an official finisher. You're not disqualified. It doesn't keep you from from receiving that uh, yeah. official finisher yeah. recognition. You just aren't eligible for a Kona slot. Right. And he had that question and he needed an answer. And I think it was great. All right. So that's athlete briefing. Say hey, that's all the time we've got for this podcast. Kirk and I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember to like us on Facebook at Multisport Mojo, all one word, where you can weigh in and ask questions, and we'll answer them in an upcoming podcast. Follow us on Twitter at hashtag Multisport Mojo, and go to trygearguru.com. That's T-R-I-GearGuru.com for more content and insights on great prices and great prices on everything triathlon. Thank you to our sponsors, Try Hard Triathlon Coaching. Contact Try Hard on their Facebook page at Try Hard Coaching. AZRadio.live, your home for independent music artists. Discover them here and promote the betterment of your community. Big Mike's Recording Studio. Contact Big Mike's Recording Studio at AZRadio.live and get all the polish of a professional recording studio at a price that fits your startup budget. This is the Multisport Mojo Podcast. Triathlon age group gurus doing all the homework, gathering all the insights, answering all your questions to make us all faster, fitter, and fresher in triathlon training and on race day. Here to get you from uh, to, from start to finish. Have a great time. We'll see you next time. Time for Chinese Thank you, food. Thank you, Jimmy, behind the glass.